Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome into the award-winning Orange Zone podcast. A reminder, you can find every episode on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you want to listen. You can also find every episode on our CMY Central YouTube page if you're watching. Hello from the Skycam. What up? Deuces as always. New episodes are released weekly, and we invite you to like, subscribe, and comment for more Orange Zone content. We are all we are your place for all things Syracuse Orange. I'm Tommy Sladek. We have Samantha Cross, and we have the full house. We have Brendan Hodges and Rachel Culver on the producer mics. So let's go over to Hodges. Hodges, how you been, man? It's it's June. It's hazy out right now in Syracuse, to say the least. Dude, it's been a while since we've all been kind of like on this yeah. for a full day. Mm-hmm. It, it is very hazy outside. I actually brought out the collared shirt today. It, it just felt like it. Like I'm usually more of a hoodie guy, but yeah. it's, it's too hot outside now. Like it was 90 degrees all last week. Mm-hmm. Went to taste Syracuse Saturday, like late morning, early afternoon. It was, it was nice, you know. Good and, scene. And now, yes, it was, and it was a little bit cooler than it was uh, earlier in the week. So. What was the best thing you ate? That's all. That's a, such a tough question to answer. Because there's so much good food. Five, four, three. Uh, Got reaction. Like the, Two, one. It's go. It's the um, Limb Blizzard mac and cheese. Nice. There you go. Yeah. Sometimes there. all you need is a little bit of a speed rush. <laughs> exactly. But no, it was a great weekend. Uh, watched some uh, some sports like I usually do. And mm-hmm. Just kind of chilled around the apartment and uh, did the usual chores that a responsible adult needs to do: laundry, groceries, dishes. Nice. Hey Love now. that. Love that. Now, hey we're now. going to be getting to the Judah Mintz return in a second. We also have SU Athletics year in a review where we're going to be ranking some top 10 moments. We'll be getting to some SU track and field. And, yeah, we're at that point. We're in June. But, Sam, how was, how was your weekend? You were home. Well, speaking of adult things, let yeah. me just say I officially have a headboard. Really exciting Whoa. stuff. I know, I know, I know, I know. Oh, I got a new, very thank big. you for clapping. Yeah, yeah sure. I, I actually got a new bed it. that I brought up over yeah. the over the weekend in the pickup truck and everything. So new bed, a couple new posters, some new. I like samified my apartment a little bit. I realized just because I'm only living there for a short period of time, like why not make it something that I feel really happy in? You know, sure. I'll just paint it, paint over the holes when I'm done. But outside of that, <laughs> yeah, I mean, dogs and babies, babies and dogs, just a completely wholesome weekend at home. And I will say one thing, this is the most interesting thing that happened to me over the weekend. I was at a Mets game and they had whatever, Cracker Jacks and whatever, but it was Cracker Jill. How cool is that? Very nice. And it was to promote women who work in the sports industry. Oh, heck yeah. And I actually brought a couple back so we could add it to the Did set. Did you? Yeah. I yeah. love that. Cracker Jill. Thought that would be Why really cool. Why is Jack cool. in all the attention? Exactly. You the, know what? The popsicles are Jack and Jill. And I will say, you know what? You know who else was there? Who? Mrs. Met. Whoa. And she was popping off. This I was like, wow. Yeah, they, they had the whole crew there. I'm like, a lot is changing, isn't it? It is. She probably wasn't flipping off any fans, right? Listen. None of that, none of that Mr. Matt back on his back no, on his BS. Honestly, she was just, she was a baddie. She was cool. Nice. Yeah. Love to hear it. Rachel Culver, what's up with you? How was your weekend? 
you know, I had some time off at the end of last week, so nice. that was nice. I enjoyed that. I had a bachelor- bachelorette party this weekend, Ooh. so... Oh, where'd you go? Nowhere exciting. We were just, like, on the other side of Cuga Lake, um, so close by. Um, nice to spend time with some of my friends and that sort of thing, but now I'm back. I'm, in, I'm with the Orange Zone crew. Things yeah. are good. Things are looking up. Is that your first bachelorette party? Um, second. Wow. Some second. early marriages. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, notice no pressure, notice, right? Notice the way she pronounced the lake, too. So, Rachel's... That, she's a Cayuga she girl. Is, she, is a, she is... It almost went, like, felt like she's more Cayuga, but she's from Union Springs. So, like, those are the people that you listen to on how to pronounce it. Say it again, Rach. Cayuga. Yeah. So How do you guys say it? Wait. You meet, some, you meet someone from my neck of the woods, and they're going to say Cayuga. Okay, Al Roker. But they're not right. They're not right. Does Al not? Does Al say it weird? No, Al says my neck of the woods. Oh, does he? That's like his thing. <laughs> but you call me old. <laughs> that's not Probably. exactly what I was getting at. No. That is kind of the theme, though. That is kind of the theme. But that's Do you great feel to hear. Old? Sometimes, sometimes no. when I'm around young folk. <laughs> <laughs> The word folk probably doesn't help your case yeah. here. Yeah, so true. just just uh, just buried myself there. But <laughs> let's get after it. Judah Mintz, the big name, the return as you stand out. He's not going anywhere. So this broke late last week. Sam and I were both out of town. Um, so we, we got to address it because it's the biggest Syracuse sports news we've had in the last month, if not longer. The point guard will return for a second year in playing for the Orange. He withdrew his name from the NBA draft right before last week's deadline or – who knows how long before, but he announced it, you know, very, uh, very much in the final hours, which certainly built the suspense. Oh, it sure did. And the fact that, I mean, I think at the end of the day, he made the right call because he was projected to be picked late in the second round. Yeah. I feel like if he stays, he develops. Certainly all, all of Syracuse is excited and I am to see him playing um, alongside J.J. Starling. But even just for him personally and his future, you have to think that that the weight just kind of felt like the right move. Big time, and it was it was a it was an interesting day leading up to it because it was very much like no one was certainly in the know on what he would do, and as time went on, I think most people felt like this would be the smart move, and not just from a selfish point of view of wanting to have Judah back. That kind of grew and grew, and with no nil, no brainer, he's gone to me. No brainer, he's gone because mm-hmm. at that point, the only th- you're you're looking to get a higher you know, higher pick the next year, but you're not making any money. You're risking the injury, and the risk of injury is always there. It's there at the pros too. But in this situation, he's coming back and playing for the guy that has, that was his main recruiter. You have Starling coming back. You have pieces that have been meshing over the last year to 18 months, and this is a guy that's going to be in early preseason All ACC first team. I can bet that. It is also interesting though because you wonder. I'm just curious behind closed doors, the kinds of conversations that he was having with the people who he trusts, with his family, because yes, NIL is a big part of it, but even that situation with Syracuse, kind of up in the air right now with Adam yeah. Weitzman, not necessarily a part of that anymore. Like I, I know and I, I feel confident in saying that he will be able to garner NIL deals, but you just wonder what kinds of conversations go into that. Oh, big time, big time. And that brings up the big question as we have on the, on the Hodges notes here. What do you think was the biggest factor in Mintz's decision to return to Syracuse? And maybe we've already said it. Perhaps we already have. I mean, the only other thing that I can think of that comes to mind, but I just feel like this wouldn't 
carry enough weight. But I don't know. I always sort of think when, you know, these guys end up going into the NBA super early, like, is it possible that he just really liked being at Syracuse and wanted a college experience, wanted the experience of being here and and all of that? Or is that not not enough when the NBA awaits? I, I think it could always be there. One of the best fun facts I learned about Carmelo Anthony when he came out with his book a few years ago uh, is he talks about how when he got back after winning the national championship, and at this point that was the first, that was April 3rd or whatever, um, he had that last month of school. And he said that was the first time he really felt like he could be a college student because in the fall and everything leading up, you're a basketball player. He goes, I was hanging out on the quad. He's like, I was, I was involved in, in meeting people. And he's like, those were moments that he's like, I felt so happy here that he was legitimately debating staying because of how much he was starting to feel and soak in and experience college that it was partially Jim Beheim that was like, no, no, you have to go. <laughs> you have to go. Still, I feel so like validated by you in that story just now because yeah. it, it is true. You know, you think about the fact that these athletes and it's, it's for a good reason, but they have to grow up a lot faster. You know, I feel like everybody or most people, I should say, look back on their collegiate experience, no matter what it was, and think it was one of the best times of their entire life. So I'm happy that he's just getting to even have that for another year and having people cheer for him in the stands and just feeling what that Syracuse connectedness is all about. And the bonus could pay out, quite literally, um, if this year goes well for him and we're wishing him nothing but the best health-wise, that he's able to go hopefully get a first-round contract next year, and then it's, it's Judiman's the NBA star. So can't wait to see it. Let's move on to SU Athletics year in review. Here's how it's going to work. Brendan has picked out 10 moments mentioned on the podcast from the 2022-2023 SU Athletics calendar. Brendan will reveal them one after another. Sam and I will discuss these moments and rank them from 1 to 10. The catch, once you use a spot, you lose it. No moving moments up or down the list. At the end, we'll compare where these moments ended up on both lists. So if I have that right, Brendan, you are going to say something, and then here on our paper, we're going to put it in that spot from 1 to 10, not that knowing is the other stuff that's coming. That is coming. exactly right, Tommy. You have read through my jargon instructions, okay. and that is correct. Ten moments here spanning the entire 2022-2023 yes, calendar. Like, the fact that you can't change where they go, like the I, I'm it. already anxious. I, I like saw it. this on a so, so I saw a social media trend where people were um, ranking like uh, just random songs by an artist, and they mm. were getting really mad at the fact that they didn't have like a song up there at number one that they wanted because they had gone to that too early. I, I know uh, I'm going to do that. I'm going to hear Mungro talking about the, the tree and the birds. And <sighs> oh, no, that's that's later. <laughs> this is strictly SU Athletics themed. Strictly oh, okay, moments. got it, got it, got it, got it. This is not strictly best moments. moments of the pod. That's coming up later. Love the tree. Understood. We're going to start, though, here. Um, these are in no particular order, by the way. <clears throat> and we'll say one at a time where we put it, exactly. right? And then kind of keep you going back to, to it. Or we could just like, hey, we, we – Put I think it down we should reveal we, at the end. Yeah, let's reveal oh, at the end. Okay. I, don't, I don't want you knowing about my All list. Alrighty, okay. sounds so good. First one. No peeking. From dude. September seventeenth, twenty twenty-two, at the end of a back-and-forth contest at the JMA Wireless Dome, Syracuse quarterback Garrett Schrader finds tight end Aronde Gadsden the second for a game-winning touchdown with just seconds remaining against the Purdue Boilermakers. Mm. SU would go on to start the season six and zero. Wow. 
big one to start off. Discuss, guys. Discuss. Like, that was a big play, you know? Oh, that like, was we, a massive. It was a big game, too. Well, that was a massive play. It was a big game. And so this was. Uh, this was I mean, week three. This was week three. It was the moment of we're going to learn about who this team is yes. in this game. <clears throat> and boy, did we learn about it for the time being. And to me, that was the. Even though we had NC State later. Purdue felt like the pinnacle of what is the definition of this team as a healthy unit, as the unit we were seeing in the beginning, although we had already lost a few players by that point. It also felt like the kind of situation where we were starting to have conversations, even with Mungro and just everybody in Orange Nation being like, how far can we go before we lose a game? It felt like this breaking point of we expected the team could do well, but maybe not as well as this. What's the trajectory going to be? And it went up from there. You mm -hmm. know, there were more exciting moments from there. That wasn't even the end of the momentum. Exactly. Second moment from March 24th, 2023. Syracuse wins basketball's WNIT runs ends with an 82-88 loss at Columbia. Their first season under former Orange star Felicia Leggett-Jack ends with 20 wins and sets the foundation for what looks like, at least for now, a successful tenure is coming for Coach Leggett-Jack. Oh, boy, I'm already in trouble. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn. Hmm. Woo! FLJ, by the way. Woo! Fantastic job in her first season. We talked a lot recently, especially about Kayla Trainer having only been two seasons in and having so much success. FLJ's job was extremely impressive this season, bringing players in, building a cohesive unit. It started off great. There were some rocky edges in the middle of conference play, but that WNIT run really turned some heads, especially in this area, I would big say. Big time. Big, big, big time. Big time. Are we good with that, or do we want to keep going like quickly here, or do you want to say No, anything? Yeah, let's keep – no, we're, we're going we're to come back because we're going to be explaining our answers, so I think yeah. it's okay if we uh, – Yeah, fair enough. If we just kind of breeze through All righty. Next up, March 11th, 2023. Syracuse men's lacrosse legend Mike Powell sees a number 22 with his name on it raised next to another. Okay. His jersey number honored at halftime of the Oranges game against Johns Hopkins, one of now two men's lacrosse players to receive that honor alongside Gary Gate. And in addressing the crowd, he said, quote, that's not my jersey, it's ours. That was, a great, that was a great quote, great quote. I feel like you guys are really in trouble now. Like you we just probably <laughs> are. <laughs> Next up, April 20th, 2023. Megan Tyrell becomes Syracuse women's lacrosse's all-time leader in points during a 17-16 loss to end the regular season. The record-setting point came on an assist to her sister, Emma Tyrell. Hmm. Pondering, Tommy. Okay. Pondering, Samantha. To the next one? Yes. Next up, April 15th, 2023. Men's lacrosse freshmen come up clutch, facing a ranked North Carolina team at a neutral site. Joey Spilina and Michael Leo combined for three of SU's five fourth-quarter goals, including the game winner with 12 seconds to play to upset the Tar Heels in what was probably the Orange's biggest win of this season. Very nice, very nice, very nice. Okay. Following that up, We're December we are halfway through. December 16th, 2022. Longtime Syracuse field hockey coach Ann Bradley announces her retirement. 
Bradley finished her career at SU winning 75% of her games and winning the first national title by any SU women's program back in 2015. Wow. Okay. December 12th, 2022. A magical run for SU men's soccer ends in triumph as they defeat perennial powerhouse Indiana 7-6 in PKs to secure the program's first ever national championship. I've already thought of something that's going to be lower on the list that has no business being there. <laughs> I, can't, <laughs> I can't wait to hear it. That's great. Ready for the next one? Shoot. Yes. May 18th, 2023. This one's fresh and solemn. Former Syracuse and NFL legend Jim Brown passes away at 87. Brown, the original 44, a three-time AP NFL Most Valuable Player and an NFL champion with the Cleveland Browns. Mm. We got two left to go. You ready for these last two? Okay. Yep. April 9th, 2023, Syracuse softball sees history made again. Freshman pitcher and utility Madison Knight throws the 11th no-hitter in Orange program history. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Now, I would like to just ask this question before we get to it. Which spot do you have left on this list? Great question. It's five, and it should be probably two. Sam, one. Sam, what is what spot do you have left on your list? Two. Dang March, it! March eighth, twenty twenty three. Syracuse men's basketball loses to Wake Forest in a heartbreaking fashion. Shortly thereafter, it's announced Jim Bayheim retires after forty seven years, <sighs> and Adrian Autry will step in to take his place. <laughs> this is so embarrassing. Okay, guys, so let's go down All the right. list here. We'll start with uh, spot number 10. What do we have at number 10 for both of you? Okay. We'll start with Tommy here since he's the embarrassed one. I have Madison Knight's no-no because I, I love the moment, but to me, as someone that's a freshman, we're only bound to have more higher moments with her. So this is not it, – it, it's not a, a dig. It's more of a I know there's more to come, and I'm reserving those for future Madison Knight moments. Samantha? Nice. I put – men's lacrosse quote-unquote biggest win of the season just because at the end of the day I, I don't actually think they had as good of a season as they thought they would mm -hmm. I think that certainly the best moments for this men's lacrosse team have yet to come or quite honestly have already happened so I just put that low down because I thought it was a great win but I thought they disappointed me more than they impressed me number Maybe nine I should have done oh. that I like that number nine I had I had UNC men's lacrosse there so. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. I had Mike Powell retirement, but it's just for me, it's just because at the end of the day, I'm going to rank team awards higher than I'm going to rank individual awards. I feel like the same way. Number eight. Oh, sorry. That's me. Uh, number eight. I had Mikey Powell. That was an awesome moment. Really appreciated it. But in terms of a moment's perspective, it's I, I <clears throat> definitely have favored um, favorite team or personal athletic accomplishments like from this actual season. That's just how I felt with the list. Sure. Um, I put Ange Bradley retires because in a way, I feel like some people 
could think that was a sad thing, you know, for some mm. people that, that might have been a bummer. But, um, you know, awesome moment for her. And quite honestly, I, I might have put that a little higher had I seen the entire list ahead of time. Yeah. But I didn't. So I had to go with my heart. She brought the natty. Number seven. Number seven is where I had Ange Bradley. And that's you crazy. Got, there's a, there's yeah. a theme going. Yeah. Have we been, that's have we been insane, dude. One after another? Yeah. That's really nuts. That's really nuts. Um, what was your seven, Sam? What was your six? I'm not. T- I'm not saying. We're not there yet. Your I know. Seven? I'm just wondering if he's gonna follow me again. Um, I put Jim Brown. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Shut oh up! Are you kidding me? Swear I put, to God. I put Swear to Jim God. Brown, but I put Celebration of Life. Mm. I didn't. I, that's just how I wrote it. I was like, I mean, at the end of the day, I think that's how Brendan perceived it too. I don't think the, he was like this rules. Well, yeah, he's like, he, like it was just kind of a weird one because he's like, he's like Jim Brown died. I'm like, feel like that should be less than even ten on the list. But then I was like, no, it's a moment. it's a celebration of yeah. life. It's a moment. It's an accomplishment. But at the end of the day, it's also a death. So I felt like seven. That's okay. what, that's just what I felt based on that conclusion. Number six. Number six for me was Jim Brown. And ultimately one of the one, if not the greatest athlete to ever live. I think he's right up there probably with Jim Thorpe. Um, just an overall skill and kind of the career he left behind. And he did one to me the the equivalent of Schitt's Creek, where they truly went out at the peak of their popularity as he did with the Browns and, and made his move and and I think it helped leave his mark you know he definitely had some playing can i just say i really hope youtube doesn't think that's a curse word when you say it i hope not either it's a show it's a show it's a show just like this one yes yes uh anyway we know what tom said sheets creek what sam what was your six it was megan tyrell points leader Ooh. um is that and the same thing, individual achievement versus team achievement? That's actually where I wrote that down the first time, is when I put okay. MT points leader, I put team awards are greater than individual awards. And yeah. I felt like you would probably have more team awards that I would want to celebrate. You said that one kind of early, so it seemed like a safe bet. Not to mention, I also put it at six because I don't think I'm the only person who feels like team awards are greater than in, than individual awards i think she feels the same way and i think if you asked her she might be like i'm really happy that happened but i would have thrown all that away to win a national championship no doubt the spirit of performance is what defines acura and now it's electric introducing the zdx acura's most powerful suv yet crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple imsa championships The ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We know what Tommy's number five is. Number five is Jim Beheim. Oh, Lord. Probably because I just started stacking up towards the top and wish I had that back. Wish I had that back. I had just forgotten about it and maybe was looking at it as more of a, a team thing, but ultimately... Jim Brown's retirement is huge, and I would say it's the biggest Jim moment. Jim Brown's retirement. Sorry, sorry. Jim Beheim. <laughs> two JBs. You're getting crossed up way, way, way much here. Two Bs, but I believe that should have been number one on my list. 47 years, person that not just put this team, but he put this city literally on the map for most of America, and if not, the sports world. So what is Samantha's number five, then? My number five was the SU softball no-hitter. Okay. Um. Totally agree with the freshman idea. That makes a lot of sense to me. But I just think a no-hitter is so impressive. I think that's really hard to come by. That is not something you see frequently. So to me, that was a moment. That was, that was an iconic thing to do, especially 
as a freshman. Right. So that's why all the more reason to put it higher. That's where I said. All righty, to the top half now. Number four, Tommy, what was your number four? Number moment? four for me was Megan Tyrell. And I think if we looked at it this way, if this was if Megan Tyrell had played 15, 20 years ago and it was Mikey Powell's year, he would have been up there at four for me. But just because of recency bias, we just watched it happen. We know her name is going to be in those banners. To me, it, it, it just there was something special about getting to watch in person, game in and game out, someone that you knew would be a legend in Orange forever. Love that. We're on four, yes? Yes. I put FLJ historic first season. It was weird because the way that the line was phrased, it was them losing in the NIT, but I also knew, Brendan, what you meant by that. And and that was the thing. At the end of the day, it was historic. She broke a lot of records and did a lot of things in her first season that no other Orange coach, head coach in that position had done. And I think I am biased. Not, not recency bias. I just... I love her bias. I think she's just a great person. I think she is going to bring a great culture to this to the team. And when I heard that, I just it had top half vibes written all over it. Knew it right from the jump. Top half vibes. All right, to the podium now. Third okay. best moment for you guys, Tommy. What do you have? Well, I think Sam. I think our little run here is going to continue again because I have Felicia Leggett Jack at number three. Ultimately, it was the it was the end of one reign and the start of another. And for this program to be in the shape in the conversation around what went down with with Quentin Hillsman and and ultimately the the um, you know transition year with with Coach Reed, it just it was in a low place. This program it was in a low place, a sad place after it had been very high for a long time, and so to see a coach come in and have the impact in what she was able to accomplish in one year on and off the court, not just the, the physical gameplay out there, but the, the love that these players have for her, the love that this fan base already has for her because they know that her heart's in it more than anything. It's, it's the start of something great, and you can feel it, and it's underway. So podium bronze finish. Can you believe Jim Beheim is just not even on his podium? Okay, just, just that's, there, that's just, just sitting in the parking lot out there. Saw that coming. Saw that coming. She's like, I'm gonna soak this Tommy's in. He's got something get, pretty great here. Tommy's because got to get because bury no, no, no. When you He's said to me him. what spots you have left, and I said two, I just felt awesome. I knew it. I knew it too. Sam, what was your bronze medal finisher? Schrader, Gadsden. Okay. Oh, okay. Um. Again, it's one of those where, you know, it, it came in kind of early, so I, I put it sort of high, but I felt like, you know, I was, I was down there, I believe, was I shooting that game? I think I was. I was shooting that game, and I, I, maybe I'm just not used to how loud it gets in there on a game-by-game -game basis, but I felt like people in there, when that play happened and when that game happened, were cheering like they had not cheered in the in several years prior it, mm -hmm. it felt it felt like a revival like the fans were revived by the moment and it felt like the start of what could be even then like a historic season and I know that's not essentially what ended up happening it, it was kind of a flop it, kind of a flop towards the back end there but they won three more games after that they never had a season like that you know like where where they won I mean they they did they did win six games in a row once yeah. previously yes or a few yeah, well, it would have been the first time since 1987. Since so. 1987. So, so I feel like that's how they were cheering, was like they were on the road to seeing the, the, something that they hadn't seen since 1987 or ever. Right. 
Alrighty, to the runner-ups. Number two, Tommy. Number two, I had the men's soccer championship. Um, what in God's name did you have at number one? I, I mean, you just give it number one. Some elimination. Yeah. So, you guys want the one with just it? Give us two and one. So, two was men's soccer championship, and one was Schrader to Gadsden. I thought in the moment because it was the first thing that popped up, and going off Sam's, like, men's soccer obviously humongous, but I took moment at first very literal and that moment was arguably in like that one minute or that one hour time frame the the craziest and the best that i've been a part of in the last five years in central new york truly it was the dome was deafening it was a super stressful game leading up to that super entertaining but super stressful, and you could feel it with the fan base, and that was a that was a chuck. That was a Hail Mary, but the play worked, how it went down, and that place exploded, it erupted, and the energy it caused in this community for the next year was something that I want to soak in that feeling forever, just living somewhere like that, because it was magical. And I feel like you haven't, you even mentioned during that time, I felt like you were even a happier sportscaster. It was just a completely different in your time being here. You were talking about positivity. It was, it was truly positive and that felt amazing. It really did. And so I think selfishly it goes in at number one, but it was just that first feeling of having something special and this community had not felt something like that truly with the football team. Of course, 2018 was pretty awesome, but that first six and no start was was definitely something that they hadn't really felt that good about that program that can just truly change the mood of an entire region. I mean, that's insane. And then number two men's soccer championship. Uh, yeah, it was that was awesome. Any first of anything. So to be able to do that. For Ian McIntyre to pull that off when his team wasn't even on the radar, really, in the beginning of the season, finished to pick in the basement of the ACC, and then to win the entire thing. It was awesome. Russell Shealy coming on this show was awesome. And to see these guys now, to see five of them go to the MLS, and then to see uh, Nathan Apoku go overseas and sign with Leicester in the English Premier League, like, all this happened in a year. Well, formerly of the Premier League now. Formerly but. of the Premier League. Relegation. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. <laughs> but, yeah, you're Sam. You're up. I put Jim Beheim retires in the two spot. That's what I had left. And, number one, I put SU Natty Champs. Um, SU Soccer. Yeah, I mean, again, going along with, with my theme of earlier with the, with the team awards. But also, um, and I love the way that you described a moment. You know, but I think for, for me – it's almost like the opposite thing where it wasn't because of the specific moment. It's because of how much time and energy and effort went into even being able to have that moment, like even being able to own that moment and possess it and being able to say, I am a national champion. That is not something that most people get the chance to have. It's something they worked for and they earned. And I'm just so proud of that team and happy for them that they were even able to, to have the honor of that moment. So yeah. that's why I put it at the top. There's our list. Hodges, did you have a list of your own? Um, I didn't have one that's like readily made. Bayheim, yeah. having put this list of moments together, Bayheim, I think, what is an obvious number one for yeah. most people. Yeah. Um, I would say national championship too. Really, the order I put this in, minus a couple, is probably what it would be. So from one to ten, I went Bayheim, soccer, Megan Tyrell. Mm-hmm. 
I have the softball thing fourth because that was one that was like fresh in the brain. It happened this spring. That'd be further down. Yeah. I would probably put um, the Gadsden Schrader play four. Nice. Um, Jim Brown five. Mm-hmm. WNIT. Ange Bradley, Mike Powell, men's lacrosse freshman. And I think that's all 10. Yeah. So that, that would be my list. Um, I'm actually going to be putting that up in a web story uh, later cool. this week as well. So that'll be a nice little opinion piece. You guys want to get to our, our – now we talked about those ones. You want to get to our uh, favorite moments from the podcast? Sure. Let's do it. So I think what we're going to do is you're going to be seeing them in a second, but the three of us are all going to kind of say ours right now, and then you'll be able to watch them in order, and we'll we'll be able to show you it one at a time. So, Sam, you want to go with yours? And yeah. Just give a tiny little explainer. And it's funny because even when I was telling Brendan today, I'm going to have to re-listen to it to remember why I loved it. But it's crazy because when he asked me, oh, what moment do you want me to pull? He had already pulled it as an mm-hmm. extra. That's funny. It is funny. And I, I think the reason it was my favorite moment, you'll just hear what we all kind of said in a second. But I feel like that was kind of a recurrent theme of like the classic Sam one-liner. And either you'd be like, that's a heater or whatever. And Mungro just maybe not even understanding what is exactly going on or yeah. mishearing something. But I think those kinds of moments where we're all kind of just laughing and having fun and showing our personality is what makes this podcast special. And it's something that we don't always get the chance to do when we're actually on air. So I yeah. think that's what makes podcast as a form of media unique. Love that. We'll play it. Right. I'm just fair. I'm just saying that you can't <laughs> <laughs> listen James Monroe is upset right now and I'm I get upset. why but you can't see the whole forest when you're just in one tree and I feel like we're in one tree right now so I've let's never heard just that analogy. is that let's even a just saying is that a saying yeah it is I don't think that's a saying <laughs> it's a saying now because I made it one <laughs> Sam a... that was a very eloquent eloquent speech you gave Thank how you. long have you rehearsed that since the Mets got bounced from the MLB playoffs <laughs> now that was a different story we're just going to remember that as painful Let's move on. Let's do it. Prediction time. See that? See it one, from, one more time for me. You can't see the entire forest when you're stuck in one tree. And honestly, just think about that. Think about the difference between once you're outside of, of this mm. forest, you can see the entire thing, the whole landscape versus just being stuck inside of this one tree. All you can see is what you can see. You don't have that, that view, that further out view where you can really look at everything that's happened the, the and judge it all collectively. Is. You know what I'm saying? Is it, is it, what type of tree is it? Is it pine tree? Is it, is it a sequoia tree? Because yeah, if you you're in a sequoia tree, I think you'd be able to see the whole forest. If you right. watch like any like rainforest documentary mm. on Discovery Channel, you see I some get, really cool shots of that'll sit at the top of the tree and like look out at like there'll be some really great looking helicopters. Way, I think shots. that we should move on to uh, predictions well, real, real now. Quick. Bra- breaking news! Breaking news! <laughs> okay, I can confirm that that is a Sam Crostonism. It is not a real saying. I okay. googled it. I could not find it anywhere. Someone someone told me that saying once. I thought it was really good. That's good. But I anyway, like let me know in tree, the comments if you hate it. Anyway, I'd tree, love to know. The tree does matter. Thank you, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> One to twenty of gold. There. So yeah, that was a beautiful. That was a beautiful <laughs> moment, and it was. It was a nice. The beauty of podcasting is you're allowed to have those gaps. You have time is on your side. And sometimes you just got to let it rip and show the human parts of it. Like, literally, that's what happens when you have a podcast with three people here with mics and two of them have ADD. And it was just a beautiful thing. It was just a moment. Exactly. And then our brains are just, we're all over the place. And sometimes that comes out on air. So, Hodges, your moment. Oh, we're doing my moment. Yeah. I I had your moment pulled up. Oh, then we'll do my moment. So, my moment was not as fun, but it was the one that felt 
closest to my heart, and that was the start of um, the show for the Clemson preview because it was the recap of NC State. It was the recap of this football season that started 6-0. and Syracuse football was ranked 14th in the country. There was so much buzz around it. The feeling from Samantha, the feeling from James, from Brendan, from myself, it was so pure, and I loved it, and I want us to feel like that again in the coming year. This is becoming a professional set, and honestly, for a, for a season that deserves it with the way this thing's going. Exactly. It's- Everyone's believing in themselves, and the coaches, uh, you know, we're going to the Clemson game. Yeah, Clemson's undefeated. We're undefeated. We're going down there. Now we're going to have to battle the crowd noise. Now we're, we're going to be the NC State going down there with the crowd noise and stuff like that. It's going to be 80,000 plus there. Um, but, you know, we're ready for that. We're, we're, I mean, Syracuse is ready for that, and, you know, these young men, this is what you dream of doing. As a college athlete, this is the position we're going to be at. Two undefeated teams. Uh, I don't know if game day is going to be there or not. Do you know that? They're not going to be there. They were I'm there surprised. for. They were there for – Things aren't just really going Syracuse's way, and yes. a part of that is just kind of bad bad timing. In sort of unlucky. NC State was there at Clemson for the NC State-Clemson game, and then you just see these 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 moments of this past weekend. I think had they not been at Clemson-NC State, I think he maybe would have had them there, but at the same time, Tennessee's just getting the attention that it rightfully deserves. But um, I, I still think we could end up seeing game day here in Syracuse, depending on how these next few weeks goes. I wouldn't oh, even roll out the it. Notre Dame game, to be honest. It's, it's, I love it's, it. It's very well possible. But, you know, all we got to do is do what we're doing is mm-hmm. win. You know, the guys that stick, stay together uh, and just win. Keep winning, and it's, it explains everything. Spe- winning speaks for itself. So to wrap that up, I mean, we were in a situation where we're like, we're debating when college game day could come to Syracuse. Crazy. That's a pure moment. Mm -hmm. That's a pure moment. And only so many teams and fan bases are lucky enough to kind of have that experience in a year. Peak happiness right there. Peak happiness. Brendan Hodges, peak happiness for you as well? Uh, Yes. Uh, Peak happiness for those of you who have followed this podcast uh, long term for Mm me comes when I make these two idiots look like idiots. Um... (laughs) However, there was one man on this show who I could not, for the life of me, make look dumb. And we're talking about trivia here. Folks. Yes, we we're are talking, talking about producer Brendan's trivia. And boy, did he have did he did he oh meet God, his match? I, I did, and this is the pri- This is when I realized I had met my match <laughs> uh, in in this trivia game. And here it is. I believe Roll this is tape. I believe this is from after the North Carolina game. Okay. By the way. Trivia today, obviously, as Tommy mentioned, on SU's history at Yankee Stadium. Mm -hmm. They've played there ten times. They've won seven. Name all three teams that SU has lost to at Yankee Stadium. So they've won seven games and they've lost three at Yankee Stadium. They have. I actually have a list of the teams they've beaten at Yankee Stadium. Could we get the years of the losses? Well, they lost to Minnesota, right? That's true. So we have so, one. Yes. One. Yes. Uh, thank you, Moses. Poetry's <laughs> like, is anyone going to state the obvious here? Or, uh... Uh, I, I would say Notre Dame. That's correct, too. 2018. Wow. Woo! You're not getting the third one. And the third one. Oh, now he's challenging you. Now he's going, he's, <laughs> Brendan's going full villain mode. Go for gold. Odom, Odom poetry. Is it an ACC school? That's a no. I will give you that. It's okay. not an ACC school. Okay. Thanks for that. Thanks um, for that. Could we get the Could we get the year? 1960. Oh man, this could be anything. Whew. I have one other hint, but I'll let you guys. I'll let you all each have a guess. 
Okay, hold on. Let me think it through. Yankee Stadium, neutral site. Why would they be there? Was it for? A, it, I'm guessing it wasn't a bowl game. It I was don't more think. I, I'd have to look at the link again. Um, yeah, pinstripe didn't, didn't start anything. until like maybe ten years ago. No. Um, I'm going with Army. Are you kidding me? Oh. <laughs> no way. No way. That just happened. I'm going with Army. He went with Army, and I'm still not over that. I am still not over that. Army. Oh man, unbelievable! And the and the the swiftness of knocking out the first two. That was not. That, it I won't let everybody know. Third. That was not cut at all. He mm -hmm. he answered all three of those in a minute and twenty seconds. It's amazing. I mean, he's like he he's, didn't ask for a hint. He nope. just let it rip. He let it rip. It was beautiful to watch. Hodges met his match, and we needed that. We've had some W's since. But at that point in time, we were taking L's left and right. Come never a W season, like that. And never a W like that. Shout out Lawrence Mountain. Shout out James Mungro. Shout out to a first heck of a year on the Orange. Shout out a first heck of a year winning a regional Murrow. It's a good time. We're going to be, for the summer, we'll, we'll, we'll update you guys on the summer series. But we're going to be having some mixes. We might be dabbling with some coaches coming on, we might be dabbling with getting into some youth sports talk, which I believe needs a medium here in the Syracuse community, especially when you're just talking about everything that's gone down in terms of the ref shortages mm -hmm. and all of that. I think there's a lot that could go go right from some conversation here on this desk. Maybe even have some parents on. It's honestly what? something I was thinking well, about. Why part not? Of everything, right? Right. Yeah, I like that. And then before we finish up here, uh, Brendan says, "Well, we have some track to get to, and so let's give a little bit of a track because we can go through this quickly." Yeah, too. yeah. Good. Men's track and field, outdoor men track and, and field women's. championships. Um, Just the division one, men and women's. Yeah, this week. men's and women's this week, June seventh. We have Paul O'Donnell, Jaheem Hales. Kevin Robertson and Amanda Vestre. Now, Jaheem, I've spoken with in the past um, at an indoor event last year. He's very fast. So he's won 10-meter hurdles. And then we also have Paul O'Donnell's in the 10,000, so your exact opposite. Robertson, 3,000-meter steeplechase. Steeplechase chase is wild. No joke. Such a no crazy joke. event. And then Vestry is also at 10,000 meters. So really looking forward to that, and we'll have updates on them next week. Brendan? Trivia time, my guy? Yes, it is trivia time. Okay. It is track and field themed, but with a familiar name. Okay. So you're welcome for that. I'll make, take it easy on you guys. Did you, I'm sure you guys know Sean Tucker ran a season of indoor track. Yes, he did. Not a very well-kept secret. His best 60-meter time was a 6.9. I have found a conversion to a 100-meter time, which would have had him run a 10.59. Mm -hmm. How far... Would a 10.59 be off of the current NCAA Division I 100-meter record? Closest to the pin. Okay. Usain Bolt, I believe, is a 9.5. Division I record, Tommy. No, Still, I know, I know, nuts. I know, but I'm just putting it in a reference. Bolt's 9.5. I, I think it's think like 9.59. It's not really been beat, so... I'm going to go ahead and say Division One record. We're probably looking at a 9-9. I'm just going to go 10 flat. Mm -hmm. I am surprised you guys were as close as you were. Tommy's I know, closer. I know a good amount of that mm. track. Was it 9-8? Tom, 
Nine eight two. That was my gut. That Damn. was my gut. Should have gone with your gut. Once I heard him say nine five would you nine. Like for to know you know that by that, now. Would you like to know who that record is held by? Tyreek sure. Hill. Yes. No, Christian <laughs> Coleman. He was the 2019 yeah. 100 meter world champ. Uh, and a question that uh, our news director Sean Carroll had poised to me earlier: names I had never heard before. Who would you take in a 40 yard dash? And we may not know these names, but some old school Syracuse fans will. We'll put this question in the comments okay. as well. Who would you back in a 40 yard dash race? Sean Tucker, Quadri Ismail, also known as The Missile, played football here at SU in the 90s, and his brother, Raghib Rocket Ismail, mm. who also played in the NFL, played at Notre Dame. Great nicknames. The Missile ran a 4-3-40, the Rocket 4-2-8. Who would you back in that race? Uh, the Rocket 4-2-8. Is it that big of a difference, you think? To me, if you're dropping a 4, if you're dropping a... It's just, it's tough to say. Yeah. It's tough to say, but... Cause could Sean get there? May, yeah, probably. Like the fact that he was still. Keep in mind, these forties are with no one else around you. I know. I know. I don't know. Four. I mean, maybe still Sean. I don't. I. I really don't know. I just know four two anything is very hard to beat. Yeah, that's why I was right but there. But Sean's still breaking. Yeah. Mm. I'm sticking with the rocket, I think. <laughs> had you heard those names before you came on the show today? I had not heard of the brother, but I had heard of uh The Missile. The Missile. Those guys were fast, dude. That's really fast. I, I saw some of their high school highlights today. They're like I guess state championship meet senior year. Mm-hmm. Blowing dudes away. Yeah. Like I, um I think Rick Heeb run like ran like a ten six three hundred senior year of high school fast that's absurd very fast too fast too, too fast. fast to handle and hey i'm pretty but sure on that note missile, super bowl champion super bowl champ we have high school championships this weekend by the way yeah. some big stars here but that's our show we're gonna be getting out of here that was a long one that was a fun one worth every second hodges great work samantha great work rachel great work we're out of here orange zone podcast see ya see you next week peace